0: Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the garage. This is the Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together just to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me as always is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. I want to start off with an apology to Yelp. No. I do. Don't apologize. Well, it's kind of a backhanded apology. I want to just apologize for saying the words, I'll burn down the building. I will not ever. Did you really say that? Yes. I will not ever actually burn down any building. Do you ever take a second, second, like take a step back and look and go, maybe I am been radicalized by the, (laughs) like maybe I am a lunatic. I know I. I'll never act on the things I say, but like I definitely think about it more and mean it a little little more. (laughs) But no. I was just so mad at them. I feel like... Rightfully so. My anger's justified. We parted ways. (laughs) But in the meantime... Like, I will never, ever, ever... Type the word Yelp into a browser. Go to that website. Do business with them in any way, shape, or form. What if one day you're like looking at a restaurant and you're trying to get reviews and you just happen to no. stumble upon a review and you're like, Oh! I will review. go to every other review and then it's website. On Yelp and you're like, Oh! I will go to every other review website intentionally avoiding it. But Yelp's like integrated in so many things that it's really annoying. Like it's integrated into my Google Maps. Why not just use Google reviews? Google reviews aren't Yelp. They're way better than Yelp too. I know. Anyway. So I promise I won't actually burn down Yelp you know, And Yelp, I didn't mean it I meant it like metaphorically Like I, I was talking about getting a lawyer I was talking about suing Yelp That's more what I meant But when yeah, it but came I out ones... I was like I was so few. I was so hot I was like ah But I didn't apologize then I'm apologizing now Did you just hang up after you are like No you know how I ended the call So I, I spoke to Fuck a, a total of three different people and the, eventually the third person was just the person you pay. So like I spoke to this high person, and then they sent me over to the pay person, which I didn't want to pay. But I figured I would take this, I would give them the money they extorted from me, they stole from me. I would give it to them, and then I would take, I would just file it away as like a tax on my stupidity, forever. But now you know. Trusting. That whole thing. Like now, you know, now you're a better man for it. Besides wishing <laughs> the death. to <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't wish. I, did. I didn't wish anyone of, thousands of employees. I didn't wish anyone harm. I don't wish anyone. Does Yelp harmed. even have like a building? Like, is there a Yelp building? Yeah, I don't building? think so. I think it's so like, definitely remote people. I so therefore, to like to. you're probably you can't get in trouble. <laughs> Yelp doesn't have a storefront. <laughs> I hope not. Um Although I know the bill came out in California somewhere. Uh they probably have an office. <sighs> The third person I spoke to after I paid, you know, she was like, is there anything else I could help you with? Yeah. And fuck yourself. I said, I just want you personally to talk to whoever the highest level person you have any possible ability to interact with at any point today and tell them that I am so disgusted and angry with the way I've been treated by you guys and I am so furious that I don't know what I will do if I ever hear the word Yelp again. And by the time I got that sentence out, she had hung up the phone. So she actually didn't hang up the phone. She said, "Thank you. Have a nice day," and hung up the phone on me. But I berated three people. Good for you. And <clears throat> there's nothing better than a good like berating of a stranger through a phone. I feel Sometimes bad you just for you. And I... I started each I started each interaction with like, "I'm sorry because this isn't uh, directed at you personally." But I'm very angry. But I'm very, yeah. The, and, none, with, and none of you have been able to help. Yeah. Or seem enough. to have any sympathy not, for this but situation. But it's not just that no one was able to help. Like, honestly, I was lied to by multiple people. To my face. I feel. And I, I want to hear the phone calls. Like, I want to hear the phone calls that I have with them. Because the impression I have of those phone calls might be wildly different. And I might be in the wrong. And I would like to know, I paid you. It's over. Send me the phone calls. Let me hear them because in my mind, anyone for the phone calls? They said they went back and listened to my second phone call, and that I received a confirmation email that confirmed that I would be paying them. And I believe I left off that second phone call with the understanding that I owed them no more money. So let's hear the call. I wanted to hear it. But regardless... You know, you can have, like, a FOIA request for, like... Is there a FOIA for, <laughs> for... For, yeah, Yelp. Yelp, I need your, uh... Freedom of Information... File that I can fill out to request my phone call. Yeah, so Jessica at Yelp is who I talked to. The second time, she was... I actually gave her a negative review because that's what came to my email. Like, review this person you interacted with. And it was her personally. It, again, it's not personal to you, Jessica... But I do feel like you were the most cold, and I don't understand why you would want to work for a tech Jessica, giant. Jessica, you're cold. a cunt. Oh no, I didn't say that. No, Jessica from Yelp. <laughs> no, no, kill yourself. No, no, jeez, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, my so that's goal is to get kicked off Spotify with this episode because <laughs> I thought about. I had a weird day. Oh my god! I went to the doctor. Yeah. I arrived at twelve o'clock for a twelve twenty appointment. There was one person in the waiting room. Thought, it's going to be a breeze. <laughs> 12.20 rolls around, and by then, three people had gotten called back. Now, I just told you, there was only one person <laughs> in the waiting room. So, three people showed up after me and got called back. That's fine. I get it. Are you sure they weren't waiting in their cars with some COVID shit? Maybe. Who knows? Whatever. Maybe they just showed up later. To an appointment before mine. Like, my appointment was 1220. Maybe there's a 1215. They showed up at 1210. Whatever. Once 1250 rolled around... Oh, no. And the 7th person was getting called back... That was still filling out paperwork. They were still filling out the paperwork that I had completed... A long 40 minutes anymore. ago. And I was like, why, you, why are you calling him back? He's not even ready. I'm ready. Call me back. But... I was starting to, like... Pace. Because the guy who's still filling out paperwork... His name is Frank... They called. So like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. Oh my god! I just snorted it over there. So I'm but sitting that, in my chair. The, his name was literally Frank. Yeah, I'm sitting <laughs> in my chair. And they go, Frank. And I, <laughs> I walk to the counter because it wasn't because obviously that's you. It wasn't the doctor. Yeah. It was the counter called, and I was like, I walked up like thinking maybe she was gonna apologize for like the wait, and she goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I meant that guy. Oh, my God. That's Frank. You're Frankie. And I said, thanks. <laughs> okay. So I sit back down. Like, we need you to fill out paperwork to this other Frank. So I'm sitting down. Five minutes passes. This guy's filling out paperwork. This guy named Frank. The nurse comes around the corner. She goes, Frank, we're ready for you. <laughs> I stand up. <laughs> it's got to be me. How could it possibly be this guy? So I stand up. I go over to the... And the nurse looks at me like... Yeah, I didn't call you. And I'm like... I'm Frank. And they're like, no, it's that guy. And I was like... It's like... Oh. I'm like sitting... I'm like sitting across from this, is this like guy. There's like an, a sketch. And this guy is... He's... They're like... Hey, why don't you just do the paperwork in the back? Like, we can bring you back. And he's like, hold on. Hold on a second. He's just sitting... He's old. He's just sitting there and he's just trying to <laughs> fill out the paperwork. And I was no, like, I met, can't... We met old Frank. I was... I was ready to walk out. But then I got called, and then my doctor was so lovely and so nice that I was like, I forgive everything. I'm going to go back to see her again in six months. But the point is, it was ridiculous. And I had a lot of contempt in my heart (laughs) for old people. Because then after that happened, I'm going to leave. I hit the elevator down button. It's taking a while for this elevator to come. It rings. The elevator opens. I'm on the second floor, going down. The elevator rings, the door opens. Old guy steps out. Now he's like standing right in front of me, so I can't get on the elevator cuz he's in my way. There's an old lady in a walker. There's another old lady in a walker in the elevator that I want to get on so I can go downstairs. And then the two old ladies start talking to this man, like, Oh, this is the second floor. Is this where you want to get off? And he, like, gets frantic, and he's like, And he's, like, I cannot get around this man. And he's like, No, I want it to, I want it to ground level. And then the door starts to shut, and, like, he goes to, like, go in, so I'm going to, like, follow him to get in. And he just decides to, like, he does, like, a little juke where, like, he doesn't <laughs> actually go in. And instead he turns and just books it for the stairs, to walk down the stairs. And so the door just shuts in my face. And the old women can't get to like the elevator open. They go, Oh, so sorry. <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, What? So like, what is happening? And so then I walked just down the stairs and I was like, This is ridiculous. <laughs> and this is why I wanted to have my take about old people. I lived in Florida. Yeah. Florida's known for old there, yeah. people. Living in this town. There's so many old people. I can't stand (laughs) it. I had to go to ShopRite before. I was at ShopRite. Should have been five minutes. What about the ShopRite over... There needs to be an age limit on self-checkout. You cannot go on self-checkout if you're over the age of 50. You can't do it. I can't defend that because I'm the slowest self-checkout person Oh my god, I'm so fast. Just get in and get out. Hold on, can we get a quick pause in the middle of your old person? Sure. I want to get a a little water and let the dog in. That was... That's an amazing set of the three. circumstances. The three, the three, three old people <laughs> circumstances that made me lose my mind today. So, at ShopRite... Wait, I, before you... Did you ever consider going to the other ShopRite? Have you been to the other ShopRite? Yeah, that one's like crazy busy. It's less old. It is busy. It is less old. It's less old. This I, I actually... I like this ShopRite better. I like this ShopRite better... For a little, for certain reasons. But man, I, I think I won't go there again. <laughs> because it's just so old. I know, I have the same complaint about that shop. It's crazy. Sal, I was standing. But you have like every retirement community in the world here. I was standing in line at Self checkout I was the second person in line. This guy checked out four items. And he had this like, he had like scallions on the scale. For it had to be five full minutes. Like, not even, like, an exaggeration five minutes. I'm talking a real count it, start your clock, and it'll go for five. Could not figure out how to get scallions. Then my aggravation turns towards, like, the employees. Like, <laughs> Help him. They have the people who, like, guard the self-checkout to, like, help move it along because they know people aren't good at it. This guy, you know he doesn't know what he's doing. He has no idea how, to, how he can possibly get these scallions into his bag. I'm telling you, man, I'm the same way at the self-checkout. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. And I actually think like there should be yeah, a separate self-checkout. I don't want ru- to be rushed. I think there should be a separate self-checkout too for uh if you're like produce free. If everything you have has a barcode, there should be like a separate couple stations. I feel like I don't like when you're at the self checkout and it feels like you're ha- you have to be on an episode of Supermarket Sweep. Like the way Walmart does it is crazy. Go stand man. in like, line. You just like- wait for an employee to, to check you out. <laughs> That's what I say to you. Now, sometimes they don't give you that option though. What I will say is there are times where the self checkout itself, like there are certain stores that don't have good self checkouts. The you know who has the best self checkout? Walmart. I'm, and I'm not slow at it, and I never feel stressed, and it's always good. Walmart? No, Walmart sucks. Walmart, I think, is actually has, has the best. No. Target? No. I like Shoprite. Shoprite is bad. Home Depot. Home Depot has a really good self-checkout. Because it's just the gun. You just put it. And they let you scan the same, like, multiple of the same items. Yeah. No, Home Depot's is good. That's a good So, like, good when one. you have, like, when I go to the grocery store and I buy four things of soap, generally, the scanners don't let you swipe the same one four times. Which saves you a lot of time, but at Home Depot they're just like beep, 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 with that gun when you don't have to get anything out. Beep, 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 I don't know. Beep, beep, beep. I don't know. I just I just can't stand it honestly. But it's tough with the old people. Anytime you get like touch screens involved, oh my god, like, it's, so it's brutal. It's brutal. Well, Did I tell you about the old man who stopped me in, with the jokes. No, I won't. I was in ShopRite again. This is like, a week ago. Same ShopRite? A couple days. Same ShopRite. I had just come from the gym. I was, like, picking up a couple things. So I'm in shorts. It's cold out. This old guy points at me from, like, across the store. Like, we're not, like, near each other. And he goes, you! And he points at me. I was like, I was, like, startled. Yeah? Let me guess. Your pants are in the wash. (laughs) I laughed because I thought it was funny. But then it was wow, like. What kind of pants were you wearing? Just wearing shorts. Because it was cold out, I guess he was like. I don't know. It was funny. Although they were like shorter shorts, so maybe he's like. Thought they were underwear. I don't know. But then he goes, Do you like to laugh? I said, Yeah, I like to laugh. And he proceeded to tell me like a very dirty joke. And I was like, Ha ha ha. And I left. <laughs> then I saw him again later on in the store, and he goes, Hey, I know you. (laughs) I laughed. He goes, "Come here." He tells me another joke, (laughs) and this joke he like made me mime stuff. And again, it was funny. It was a good joke, but like, I was like, "This is just weird." You gotta pass jokes on to people. I guess that was a good one. I've already used it, and it'll be in my arsenal forever. I can't tell it now because it doesn't. You don't ruin it. No, it just doesn't work on a podcast. It's like physical. Did you ever consider maybe he was hitting on you? No, I don't think he was. Because he was like... <laughs> he was like a comedian. Like, he was like he, after he left me, Robin he would like... Williams was in the Super Bowl. He'd be like... <laughs> just everyone he passed had, like, something to say. It's like Patch Adams was here. <laughs> it was wild. It's been eventful living in this town, I will say. I almost got into an accident this morning. Probably from an old person. And it was very close. Like, I'm not even saying, like... Was it an old person? And again... Also, was it your fault? Not my fault at all. You weren't on your phone? No, I wasn't on my phone. And you know what it was? You know the McDonald's at the Division Street exit? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, you know that light? Yep. So I'm behind a tractor trailer that just makes that turn. Into the McDonald's? Yes. And I am blind to the driveway there into that McDonald's. That is a one-way driveway. Are you, like, in. leaving? Wait, No. are I'm you over turning... There? What do you mean Oh I'm sorry Hold on I was just thinking uh I was thinking The other McDonald's I now know what you're talking You're talking about The one that's next To the strip club Near the strip club Yeah 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 Okay, yeah. okay. It's not a strip club It's a diner It's a strip club <laughs> Diner Supermarket it's very, What is that <laughs> is What that is that Supermarket too I think so I don't think it is Come eat eggs And stare at boobs <laughs> And take home A case of beer Do you think The eggs are good Hmm, probably. Um, so at that light, you know when you get. You're coming off. off. Yes, you're coming off. You got the light there. All the tractor trailers have to make that turn. I'm behind a tractor trailer coming through green light. Bl- but I'm blind. Like, That's I can't a, such see. such a terrifying area to drive. I can't see the McDonald's because I'm behind the tractor trailer making this turn. There's a driveway into that McDonald's. <laughs> well, some asshole was coming out of that driveway in. And that's going... He went the wrong way in traffic in f- like behind that tractor trailer, like he was going to say real quick, to, to get back go, on behind yeah, McDonald's. Yeah. Which is insane. Like, <laughs> that is something only an insane person would even consider doing. Well, if you live in that area... I bet you do it. Yeah, because you're like... Driving around this area is a nightmare, so... I'm just going to do whatever I want. He didn't see me at all because I'm behind the tractor trailer. So he just And rips. I'm the next thing that's going to be in front of him in that lane. Yeah. yeah. So when he thinks the lane's going to be clear behind it's this tractor trailer, it's not. It's going to be the front of my truck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, he's in a small Civic from oh, like God. 1992. On. He would have been dead. Because I was going around that corner probably at 35. But he was probably coming out at 35. Fat. Yeah, he's going fast. He's whipping. <laughs> and he was going to hit me square. Except. But, like, you're up here. Yes, I would have been okay. You would have been fine. I think my Toyota probably would have been totaled. Yeah, but like you personally <laughs> would have been fine. <laughs> I would have been okay with And it. you wouldn't have been at fault. No. But he, but he's lucky because I'm a good driver. And I saw what an was insane happening. person coming out of the fucking McDonald's drive-thru at the last goddamn second. And I went, holy shit! And slammed on my brakes. And I think he shit himself a little, but then got on the shoulder and then made that turn. And I was like, I can't believe that he just did that. That was incredible. Dude, that road should be studied. <laughs> the, it doesn't look good. That road... Alright, so anyone who's listening who has no idea what we're talking about. This road is just... It's 18-wheelers in big trucks crazy. all day. Yeah. Caverns in this road. Like, huge swells. The tires from... of these trucks have dug out. It's Have crazy. just indented the pavement. That's crazy. I know that could happen. The pavement's pretty smooth. It's very smooth. But it's yeah. a giant W. I wouldn't say very smooth. It's pretty awful. But it's just smooth for the fact that it's. Concave. When I was buying my car, they're like, uh, "What would you say the conditions of roads you drive on are?" And I was like, "Bad." <laughs> <laughs> it's like have you seen the roads in New Jersey? They're all bad. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how much we've talked about on the podcast the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff. Uh, I don't think much at all. Almost none. And I hadn't commented on it at all, except for the last few days since the verdict. And the reason for that is because this has been a very upsetting case to me for a lot of different reasons. And I'm so I'm so spent on the whole culture war. I've been fighting it for too Dude, long Dude, it's now. over. So I'm, I'm not going to throw my hat in the ring on very serious I matters. Said it. I said it today. I'm done. I'm not going to be having these. I'm done with it. When they get me too upset. Correct. I went off Facebook and Twitter for like two days. Yeah. It's not worth that kind of time. I was like, I can't see But this. now that I've listened to the commentary from a lot of people I respect in and ha- in their opinions, and even a lot of people who I don't respect at all and their opinions on it, and I watched like hours of MSNBC, which was incredible, in the aftermath of the verdict of Kyle Rittenhouse coming Dude, in. They are either actively lying or genuinely have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. They're actively lying. So, I want to be clear about a few things about this whole thing. You said something to me, and we had a conversation about it on the day of the verdict. Mm -hmm. You said... Kyle Renhouse is a free man. Yeah, but you said, like, this is a big win. It's a big win for uh, justice. And liberty. Yeah. I think I actually said liberty. And... You said, no, it's not. I don't think we should consider this a win, because to me... And I get why. Yeah. To me, I think... There's been so many wrongs here. And I'm not just talking about the Colbert House situation, but I'm talking about just to Americans in general. Like, we've been so beaten down and abused by the power and the system. And to watch a 17-year-old kid have to get railroaded primarily by the media. Everyone thinks the problem is a million different things. But really, if we got rid of the absolutely venomous, vicious, partisan media... We've been saying it on this podcast for a year. The media is an enemy... Of the people. It's not even strong enough anymore. Well, that's why I corrected you. And I started picking that up from Malice. Michael Malice talks about that a lot. Yeah. Like, he corrects people when they call it the mainstream media. We have to remember, they are not the mainstream media. Not anymore. They've lost their power. They are no longer mainstream media. They are corporate legacy media. That is it. corporate media. They're corporate media. Mainstream media is people like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan can shit, and he'll get more viewers than... The problem is they've also merged with big tech. It's one thing. So yes. when I say media, You're talking and when I say this. mainstream media, social media is also part of that. So, Kyle Rittenhouse might not be the best human being ever. And the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse had to shoot three people And kill two of them. Is a tragedy. Well. it Continue. Yeah. It should have ended that night. We should never know Kyle Rittenhouse's name. He was. Exonerated on videotape. For the world to see. The fact that he was booked. To the fullest extent. Well, he became a target. It became an assault on liberty everywhere. So it's not a win for liberty, I don't think. Because liberty was pushed to its brink. Yes. And I feel like we've slid backwards. The way this whole dialogue went. And in the aftermath, the racists are in control of the country. Oh, yeah. We talk about racists a lot in this country. The racists run the country these race obsessed anti-white bigots who so desperately want to demonize one specific race in this country and blame every problem in this country since its inception on that race those people are a poison well uh, can i add not only does that make them racist you are a racist if everything you talk about is, is ab- race. Is about race. Like if every issue is blaming a race, and I'm not even saying you can blame a specific it doesn't matter. Doesn't it's- matter what the race is. When when it comes down to you blaming race in everything, you're the racist. And I hear these touchy, weak minded liberal dopes. Talk about how toxic things are. Nothing is more toxic than their race baiting dialogue. Yes, their existence is toxicity. It's poison. Correct. So, watching MSNBC after the verdict not guilty came in was like visceral. It was insanity. Which is why (laughs) it was crazy. I think I'm done with it, and I've been done for a while. Like I'm not arguing anymore. There's nothing to argue. You can't argue anymore. These people The facts are wrong. Yeah, the facts are wrong right there man. About everything. I texted you today and I'm so serious about this. Like I want to make like a little Google Yeah, you can make like the little Google Doc quizzes that you could send out to people and they could like surveys. But you can also just make them like a quiz. Come up with ten questions about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Facts that were talked about. I'm not saying you need to know these facts. But you need to know them if you want to have an opinion on it, and everyone has an opinion on this case because the media decided this was going to be the case that is national news. and We're going to talk about it nonstop. That's fine if that's what you want to do. But the media, for the longest time, has been fake news. There's a reason why the term fake news became uh, so so uh, just so commonplace. And I don't think it's more prevalent than in this Kyle Renhouse case. Like, we have people just actively lying. And it's crazy. Like, it is important, I think, when you're talking about anything, to, to at least have some semblance of, like, honesty and transparency. You can be wrong. Me and you, get on this podcast. And we could be wrong about 90% of it, but I hope at the end of the day, when you hear us talk, you go, these are two people who are impassioned and the things that they talk about, they, they care about. And okay, maybe they got a couple things wrong. But what, what that, where that isn't is when you're watching the news and you have these people who spout facts who spout lies on purpose to deceive the people that's where things to me get very like when do we just start having an open war with the media seriously like these people are criminals right they should be they should be murdered not murdered (laughs) Uh, drawn and quartered drawn and quartered like Kyle Rittenhouse I don't care what your opinions are well, you better know the fucking facts. You better know that he was legally carrying that firearm. People don't know that. People think he was illegally carrying that firearm. So they go, "See, white white privilege gets off. Uh, didn't break the law." Hold on. I don't want to go into every detail of Connor. Fine. Doesn't matter. It does. not This matter. is the point. It this does. Is why? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. What matters is he's an innocent man. He didn't become innocent when the verdict came in. Correct. He was innocent. But that's why the details matter. No, no, because- no, Yes, the details matter, but everyone can talk about the details. You're never going to break through that emotional wall by convincing people that Kyle Rittenhouse will... They have determined he's a white supremacist terrorist. There's you nothing know, you can say to change that. You know how, like, it's hilarious that they built a George Floyd statue? Yes. Yes. They're gonna build a statue for what for Rosenbaum? No, they're not, dude. Either. I'm telling you, that's gonna happen. No way. <laughs> Black Lives Matter today. We're protesting and chanting his name. Stop. He anally raped a, a little boy. I Think four, four or five little boys. Like that's crazy. Like that's crazy. I want to be clear on something. So, like, you let's specify. There are the like the Ahmad Arbery case that's happening. In Georgia? Mm-hmm. Yep. Those men probably did something wrong there. I um, haven't followed every detail of that case, but I have heard some of the new details that have come out since the trial. And just the the media is guilty in its editorial process. The reason why they won't show you the Yamada Aubrey case because. They know those people are going to. Well, it was actually on the news today. I was watching it. But the reason why it's not front and center is because even when you get into the weeds on the facts of that, it doesn't become a black and white, hey, these are just two racists gunning down a black guy who is okay. completely innocent. The facts are murky. Because because in reality, no one's perfect. Everything's is everything's gray. It's not all black and white. You can't have this simplistic worldview where everyone who's not 100% puritanical in their fucking race relations are going to be the best people in the world. So the media in its editorial process, when it chooses what to hang as its banner headline stories every single day, are determining what the, the temperature is in this country. Yes. And when they chose the Kyle Rittenhouse story the night it happened, they were determined to make that... Just like they did in Charlottesville, where again, when you get into the weeds on the facts of Charlottesville, you understand that it's a totally different thing than what 90% of this country believe. And then you can start to break through the matrix that you're living in, where the media is shaping an alternative reality to the facts of our existence. And it becomes this diabolical scheme to keep this country in this trance where we're focused on our divisions rather than this united force that we actually are, a powerhouse of production and labor that goes to work every single day in spite of our oppressive masters that whip us into place. It is insanity that we don't come together years ago. And that we continue every single day to, to listen to these assholes who are completely vapid, who have no substance, and who can only spout hatred and race divisions. So when you just said they should be murdered, they should be drawn and quartered, we should go into open war, I disagree with all that. We, we need to be nonviolent and peaceful until they strike us. And we need to be as nonviolent as peaceful as possible because in our number and in our resolve, that is how we always win in time. And that's how we won the first time. It'll be it'll be how we win the last. So once we have our Boston Tea Party, it's never gonna happen. Well, we don't have to get into that. No, no, we kind of do, Sal. Because like the point is, like we we always do this. Like we're me me and you are on opposite sides one week, and then stuff happens, and then we change. Like for some <laughs> reason, we can't ever just get on the same page. Like. Th- what this case should show you yeah is that it doesn't matter anymore like there it doesn't matter what the situation is they will cheer for a pedophile they will they will condemn anyone in the name of racism these people will never join you so it's, it's never going to no. we're never going to have the numbers we're never going we to be peaceful to it I here's the thing I actually had an interesting This could go tangentially into something else. You have to... Disassociate... Every issue... From each one. And understand that... In all of our little bubbles... We all have... We're all... The divisions are so... Fractured at this point. Like, there's so many tribes. The tribalism has gotten so... Specific. Yes. That it feels impossible in number. Well, you know what's weird, though? It actually, it only feels specific on the other side. Yeah. Like, my side feels very large. Like, we're all just, like... But that's what I'm saying. Everything you guys do is just... But I think, in reality, if you unplug, like, you just said you unplugged for a few days. Yeah. And I've... Well, it was mostly just because, like, I didn't want to fight with people because, like, there's nothing to fight about. Like, there's nothing I need to fight you about. (laughs) Yeah. An innocent man was cleared of charges and you're calling him a white supremacist. I'm not going to argue with that because that's retarded. Noam Chomsky said it best when he talks about like if they call you a racist and you retort, you've already lost. (laughs) You've already already lost. Fuck them. Fuck those people. So, but like, I saw a person I like very much who's on my football team that I enjoy. I think he's very good. Posted on his Instagram story. Like about, and it was like, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse and like what he did, and like it, like, it was painted in such a way that's like that guy looks bad. But like if you know the this the, like the story around ninety percent of those things aren't even true. Well, I mean they were true. Like everything that was there was true. But it's like without context, it's like it doesn't really mean anything. And then it was next to, like Tamir Rice, and it's like oh, I saw that same one. Dude, Tamir Rice has like it's I so com- different. I actually sent someone a message about that. I did too. Was I wonder if it was the same person? Probably not. But like, I can I can be very upset. One that the police the police officer who killed Tamir Rice should be drawn in court. That guy <laughs> that guy's horrible at his job and took an innocent little boy's life. That doesn't mean Kyle Rittenhouse needs to go to prison for life. You think Kyle Rittenhouse is getting off because he's white? It's two totally different cases. It has nothing to do with the other. It's, Tamir Rice didn't die that day because... Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, but what I don't understand about the Black Lives Matter side of it right now is why does the argument have to be... Injustice has to be done to the white man because... To make up for because, injustices... We all, I, I don't know who out there defends the Tumir Rice situation. I haven't seen that many people. But you have to understand, like I was just about to say before, you have to break each one of these you have to disassociate each issue from itself because the tribalism has gotten so great that you never know which tribe you're actually in at any given moment. But when you actually step back and look at the micro, the macro issues, the tribe is actually huge. In reality, most people outside of the internet that has now been artificially created to to make us feel like we're in the minority. Most people look at the Tamir Rice situation objectively and I would say 70% would be like that's not good. 70 seems low. But probably will, But that's just a show but anyone that's the majority. Video. Just show anyone that's a the a huge video. majority. It's awful. Yes. It's awful. But like just because that happened doesn't mean like well Kyle Reynolds <laughs> needs to go to prison now. Because <laughs> cause Tamir Rice died. So, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Like but like, that's why our system is it, so great. Well, it's also why everyone's retarded, though. Because, like, the fact that we think we can, we can make up for injustice by passing more injustice is so crazy. Like, if you're upset about Tamir Rice, you should want justice. Yes. This is justice. Sure, yeah. And this is a man who's being railroaded when you look at the facts of the case, go... And you watch the video... Hey, this guy shouldn't go to prison. And you see... And, like, people who get upset when you bring up the fact that the people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot were criminals. They're like, well, Kyle Rittenhouse didn't know that when he shot them. He's like, no, but it paints to the character of the people that were attacking him.
1: It and you being the violently car- attacked also, the street. It
0: also paints to the character of, like, the... What... What was happening what was that night? What was happening that night there? It criminals, a protest. It wasn't a protest. Criminals protests. were burning down it the city. It wasn't a protest literal criminals were in the street burning down the city and attacking people. It's so crazy. Kyle Rittenhouse was attacked by criminals. Kyle Rittenhouse wasn't a criminal. Everything he was doing was legal. Like, the fact that <laughs> what happened on January 6th is called an insurrection, and then what happened in Kenosha is called a protest, is just laughable. It's yeah. laughable. Did you see that they... Okay, this is something I saw today, and I don't have enough information on it to go too into detail. But the woman that they said... There was a woman that they said had died of a drug overdose at the at January 6th. And there's a video of her being beaten to death by police. Oh, God. Like, over the head with, like, batons and shit. Well, she took a lot of drugs <laughs> <and> beat her. <laughs> She's overdosing! Can you imagine the depravity of these people who are trying to frame this as, like, Trump supporters were violent towards the government while the only people no, but who the, died was Ashley Babbage? these people, these people, and what? I want to be very... The, Mostly the the news media, these, like, fake journalists yeah. that, like... By fake journalists, I mean, I guess they're real journalists, but, like, they're not because they don't <laughs> give a fuck about truth. They care about their paychecks and their clicks. The dude on Twitter talking about the what happened at the parade, the yeah. Christmas parade, he's like... Instantly, like, you're just looking for a political win, and children just got ran over by a psychopath. And you're gonna take to Twitter and go, oh, it's okay... Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse proved that you're allowed to just kill people and get away with it and just claim self-defense. And it's like, how tone-deaf are these people? Like, who are they catering? Like, who are these people There's, that like that? They're out there. They. It's crazy to me because they're so concerned about, like, everyone having, like, being accepted and being tolerant and all these things. But they have no actual empathy or no. or underst- they're no. just so cold. They're heartless people. heartless people. Heartless <laughs> it's people. crazy. They're so political and driven to destroy. And like, okay, I honestly mean it. And I know you're you're fired up tonight. But I wish everyone long and healthy prosperous lives. I want what's best for every single person in this country. What's best for every single person in this country. Is for us to reject these narratives. Universally reject people who push race driven narratives. It's easy. You were taught it in kindergarten. We are more racist as a country now than we ever were. Yes. And it is not because of white supremacy. I'll if tell you anyone that. Much. Just br- if anyone's talking to you and they bring up the skin color of someone else to say anything. Don't talk. Like, you probably shouldn't talk to that person. Just be like, fuck, dude, what the hell? Like. And that doesn't mean <laughs> that. No problem is a race problem. There are things that that happen. You go, "Eh, that was was a product of racism. Yes. But, like, it's not everything. And it's definitely not the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff. But I mean, like, when we're talking about this boogie monster of... White supremacy. Violent white supremacy. Like, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where Kyle Rittenhouse is gunning down other white people. It's a joke, dude. It's a joke. Like, use your critical thinking skills here. It's a joke. I used to believe I used to believe that we were taught at a young age to be (sighs) healthily distrustful of what you saw on television. And that you should we like remember when we take standardized tests and you'd read the story and they'd ask you questions about it and you'd be like, what is that? And that's your critical reading skills? I was pretty good at that. And I never really applied much. It's ironic. I never really critically thought about what the critical what that, reading section what it's supposed of to really it is. teach you but I think it's like I think the reason why I read these news articles and I feel like I'm living in dystopia people don't critically <laughs> read Are we reading the same shit like apply your brain to what's in front of okay, you. Okay, well for instance. This this you mentioned the parade, this guy. The dude ran someone over already. <laughs> he was in jail a couple days ago, they let him out. Also he, he was a sex trafficker. <laughs> but like before when I was I was fact-checking, I was reading an article. And the article took the the dude Kyle Rinhouse shot that didn't die, that he shot in the arm. They took his testimony. They took one, not even a sentence, a fragment of a sentence and put it in the article. So the only thing from him, and it said, and the sentence was, uh, I was scared for my life as I approached Kyle. So if you're someone who who's just trying to get some news on this case, and this is the article you stumble upon, and you're like, oh my god, Kyle Rinhouse was acquitted, and, like, you read this guy's... And you just see that, you go... Man, like, it, it paints this whole story in a way that's unfair. It's not technically a lie. But it's, it's designed to get people thinking in a specific way. And if we... If the media can do such a good job of riling up half this country with lies... In an age where we have just straight up access to like no, like they're lying. Like, look, look, there's a lie. You can watch this video, you can watch this sentence, you can watch that like everything. What what have they already gotten away with that? Like we don't even know. So much. So much. You know what I'm like I'm like legitimately scared to say on this podcast? What? We can cut this. Some a case that like Everyone knows this person did it. I've said my whole life this person did it. There's been Netflix documentaries and different things. But the person's a free man. And everyone thinks he did it. But maybe he really is just like a free man. <laughs> OJ? What about it? Like, what if he really was innocent? He might have been. Like,. Well you're supposed to believe you, Right? But he did other stuff that he actually went to jail for, so Yeah. But my point in that case is just like Kyle Rittenhouse will forever be looked at by the people we disagree with as a white supremacist who killed multiple people, who illegally had a firearm, who probably he was there to shoot black people. Like, that's what they're gonna think forever. And they're going to say he's he shouldn't be allowed to walk freely. And I just think that's unfair. Well, definitely is unfair, but all, the whole the whole thing was always unfair. Also, by the way, I kind of think like You think there's a better system than like a jury? Or is like the jury like the best we got? Cuz like this man this little this 18-year-old dude He could have been in prison for life based on, like, 12 people. Dude, I keep thinking about... What if that jury just happened to have, like, eight people who are just as crazed as some of the people we know? Well, supposedly there were a few on the jury that were in the other direction that had to be swayed the other way. That's why it took so long. But... (sighs) I've been thinking about better systems than our current one, and I can't really come up with any, obviously, because I'm not that smart. But I keep going, like, okay, we definitely need to rely on family units, and I'm trying to solve the problem of roving warlords. (laughs) 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 Like Genghis Khan? And, like, cannibals and stuff. See, I don't think... I think it's just in our nature to seek power structures. So... And people necessarily want security and that. The average person would rather be safe than free. Yeah. So. Bullshit. (laughs) Like if that's you, you're pussy. So I'm starting to think like maybe we need national reserves for free folk. Like you know in Game of Thrones where (laughs) the free folk. I actually think. We need like a free folk place. Yeah like there should be like you take, like, kind of, like, the center of the country. Yeah. You just kind of draw, like, a circle. And you're, like... Anyone who doesn't who wants to just live... To your own... <laughs> it's just, like, live with you what you, move can and with you can defend. You can do whatever you want. you want. Yeah. But, like, you don't get any of the stuff we have. That's fine. And you don't own anything. But that's yours. Say, so, okay. I'm gonna go do that. I'm gonna go build a house in the woods. Defend it. And survive out there. And, like... Cr- Build, like, a crew. Meet people, and you're like, oh, you're nice. (laughs) So maybe that's the system we need. I'm done. All right. But anyway, I want to send positive vibes and thoughts to everyone, even my enemies. I believe the people at Yelp are good people. I don't want to give positive vibes to anybody. I believe that even liberal journalists deserve respect. Wait. I wanted to talk about Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh yeah, we have a movie review. Also, before you do that, I want to bring up the fact that since we talked about V for Vendetta, and I brought up V for Vendetta on this podcast for a while. In relation to current things. Uh, a lot of movie reviewers that I watch... Have, like going back and reviewing V for Vendetta. And I just wanted to say that we're always ahead of the trends on that stuff. Well, if you want a movie that's very similar to v <laughs> and just as good, let me recommend to you Home Sweet Home Alone. Um, this movie is an abomination. <laughs> it might be the worst. Wait, so what, wait, say clearly. What is Home Sweet Home Alone? What is this? Home Sweet Home Alone is the sixth, yes, you heard that right, the sixth movie in the Home Alone franchise. There's more than two? Yes. I knew there was a third. I had no, I had no idea that there was a four and a five. They consider it all the continuous franchise. it's literally named Home Alone 3, Home Alone 4, Home Alone 5. Do they have any continuous characters? Like, is there any storyline that carries over? I think Buzz is the only one that happens to be in another one. Why do you want Buzz around? I don't think he's in 3, but I think he's in 4. So they have no real relation to each other. No. It'd be funny if all of these movies were just if, like, the main characters over 6 movies. Like, you know, Fast and the Furious started out as, like, Paul Walker's a street racer, and now, like, 12 movies later, it's, like, The Rock and Jason Statham do martial arts for three hours. Yeah, and then, like, Tyrese is in space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if... The first one was, like, Macaulay Culkin in a house, but it really... Actually, over the course of six movies, was just, like, uh, Joe Pesci and Marv. Yeah. Uh, and, like, all their, like, crazy heists all over the, that all over the globe. <laughs> that would've been more fun. That would've been more fun. Because this movie... It's... It is so bad Like What's the premise? Okay How do they leave their kid okay. home alone this time? Because he takes a nap inside a, a BMW <laughs> I'm not even joking Like that's how he gets left behind He's just a no spoiled little bratty Is fuck. it a cold day? It's a good thing he didn't freeze to death in the BMW No he goes out in the garage and he just gets in the BMW Because he hates his family I guess But like the, the, Good thing it wasn't running Home Alone and Home Alone Two. Go to sleep. Are Good movies. Yeah, they're great. They build like Home Alone, the original, starts off with Kevin just being ignored and picked on, and his whole family calls his uncle calls him a little twerp. He hates he's like, You guys all suck, no one likes me and he get and he starts crap with his mom, and his mom sends him up to the attic and then Sleep with the they, weird country. Then, like, the clocks get turned off, so they're in a rush. When they're doing the head count, the kid from across the street... Yeah, it's frantic up, all over. Yeah. They build it up, so it's like they forgo- It's great. There's none of that in this movie. They're just like... First of all, they spend so much time with the, with the, the criminals here. Because the criminals aren't criminals. The criminals are two lovely people with a family who can't afford their home because the husband lost his job... And this little kid steals a doll from them that they can sell for $200,000. And they just want to go get the doll back. Which kid steals it? The kid that gets left home alone. He steals it? He steals it from them. So these people just want to get this back so they can maybe save their home and not Why have to sell their house. Why did he steal it? That because he's a, bad. Because he's a piece of shit little kid. And he's like making fun of them. Listen. You should watch it so you can understand just how bad this movie is. So I watch the whole movie. It ends. And it says like written by... I figured I wouldn't know. I need humor. to know this person is. Macaulay Culkin. Mikey Day, who's on on SNL right now. Streeter Seidel. Do you remember Streeter Seidel from College Humor? He's like in the prank wars with a mirror. Oh yeah. So Streeter, him and Mikey Day wrote this movie. They should both have to give public apologies for how bad this movie is. And I thought this was gonna be one of the cases of like I just hate things. But I wanted to make sure there's not a single person I can find who likes this movie. Not one. The reviews are horrendous. Everyone hates it. They all say the same thing. They're like, "What? Like, I don't even know what this movie is." Do you think that maybe like when they say written by, it's not actually written by those people. who just take a script off a shelf and they stick their names to it and they say, "This is my script." I don't I don't know. It's really it's just really bad. So a shithead kid steals a very expensive item. They try and recover it. The kid then electrocutes them and hits them with cans oh my of God. paint. It's no, it's like worse. And makes them step like, on nails and he, stuff. He, he does so many mean things and he hurts these people. <laughs> and like, it's f- the reason why Home Alone it works and like you can do these horrible things because like, it's like Joe Pesci's life is in danger. Joe Pesci is threatening to like. Cut this dude's hands off, yeah. and you're like, he's like a scary guy. A little kid, and he's like, yo, I gotta beat the crap out of these people. These people are like, we don't want to hurt you. We just want to get our, our doll. doll that you stole from us. And he's like, nope, gotta shoot a pool ball at your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. They lit Ellie Kemper gets lit on fire. She does. She does nothing wrong in this movie. It's so crazy. Do you know the series uh, pitch meetings? The guy who does like I think so, yeah. The funny pitches of me you gotta watch the one for this movie. It's gets chaos. I'll have to watch it. Alright. Well thank you for your review. What would you give it out of five stars? This might be I'd I'd have to go negative two stars. Would you give it out of ten? Negative five stars. (laughs) out of a hundred. Kill (laughs) myself. No, like I'm. I'm serious when I say it's the worst movie I've ever watched my entire life. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to check it out. I like bad movies. I like bad movies better than good movies. So it's, it's up there. You know. Okay, in Home Alone, Home Alone Two. You know how Kevin uses the movie, that fake movie, but it's watch Home Alone this week, the the originals. originals? That's got the. I'll give you a count of three. Okay, there's a scene in this movie. They use that that uses a remake of that movie in it not in the same way it's just like they're a family and they're watching this movie and the line is supposed to be this like uh self-aware like oh why would it i hate when they remake uh classics they're always garbage what were you thinking putting that in this horrible movie that you've remade like 22 22 jump street have you ever seen 22 jump street yeah there's a lot of self aware jokes about like hey we're just gonna do the same movie again. And it works because like the movie knows that it's doing that and it's funny and it plays into the joke. This movie doesn't know that it's horrible. They think this movie's good. And when the credits roll, I can't help but to think, like, who like no one in Hollywood has any talent. The director of this movie should never be allowed. Like th- they should take his home away. Him and his <laughs> children should have to go live on the street. Like you're not allowed to be in Hollywood anymore. Like, you directed this. This is garbage. It's awful. The only thing good about this movie, and it's not even good, because like Pete Holmes is like so awkward in this movie. And we love but, like, Pete Holmes, but like Pete Holmes is awkward. Anything he does is like, he the I'll is he trying to steal? He's one of the criminals. I'm not gonna no. I'm not gonna tell you who If you watch it I won't tell you who Pete Holmes is I would love for you to watch it And tell me what character he plays Cause I bet you're wrong Okay It's wild After watching the movie I'll be wrong Yeah you'll be like Oh he's this person Be like no he's actually not that person You're gonna be like what Then who's that person You go I don't know That person <laughs> wasn't in the movie <laughs> Alright fuck it I'll tell you He's not the dad You think he's the dad The dad's not in the movie apparently So she's just with like a stepdad but it's like an asexual relationship? I, I, it's like a friendship? The parents and the adults who aren't the burglars are on screen for a total of... 36. Three minutes, maybe. Maybe. That's like a generous three minutes. And Pete Holmes is one of them. But he's not, he's not the kid's parent in any way. I think he's like an uncle. But I don't even know. I just know he's not the dad. The dad's not in the movie, But he has a dad. Alright, let's call it, because I hear the baby crying. Bye. Bye, squirt, squirt. What are we doing? We're doing some sports. (laughs) I'm not going to do the voice. Welcome to After the Squirt. Oh my god, I can't talk. After the Squirt Sports, I'm Frankie. With me is Sal. We were at the Dolphins game yesterday. We watched Tua and the Finns take down Joe Flacco and the Mighty Jets. I was saying to Rachel, I was like trying to explain it. But it's almost better. The Jets-Dolphins rivalry, when it can get real nasty. And I've been in the environment when it's nasty. I think it was two when years ago. When the teams ago, are almost, good. Two years ago, I almost fought an old guy in the stadium. And that was when they were both bad. But when we're both bad. Bad and both in the fan bases have a little bit of uh, self-awareness. I feel like we had a lot of fun yesterday, with with Jet fans and Dolphins fans. I agree. In. I think everyone was in on the like. This sucks. Everyone was in on like <laughs> your team's bad, but everyone also knew that our team is bad. And the know? Jet Jets fans reached that didn't change the fact that we both really wanted to win that game. Yeah. Jets fans have reached an interesting level of acceptance where they're almost grateful that opposing fans show up to the game because it sends a message to their front office that their product is so bad. So, like, every week Jets fans are... They're not in the minority. The, the most fans in attendance are affiliated with not attending. So, like, if, if you're a fan of no team at all... You have the most fans in attendance at a Jets game because 50% of the seats are completely empty. Well, here's... Then 25%, I would say, then 50% of the rest of the people there are Jets fans. And then 40% are fans of the visiting team. And then 10% are, like, foreign tourists, I guess? I don't know. There's also, like, a lot of Giants fans. (laughs) Yeah, Giants fans There's, like, a ton of Giants fans who are just like, we're just 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 here. We're just here. Like, our buddy's a Jets fan. And he's got no other Jets fans, (laughs) like, we decided to come. But what I can't... I've only ever been to MetLife for a Giants game where they were playing, like... I think they actually might have been playing the Eagles. And then I've also been for Dolphins-Jets. So I don't know what a normal Jets game looks like at home when they're playing, like, the Colts or somebody. I know the Dolphins are well represented in this part of the country. For some reason, in Northeast, there's a lot of Dolphins fans. I'd be so embarrassed to be a Jets fan if my stadium got overrun by the Dolphins, who are a bad team. Like we're a bad team. We haven't been good in forever. We're twenty years of mediocrity and shit. And like their fans our fans come out in tro Droves? Droves. In droves. And basically if not have more, have equal amount of fans in your building. We were it was close. There were a lot of Dolphins fans, but that's a, a weekly thing for the Jets. Not every team represents as strongly as the Dolphins, but the Jets fans are constantly surrounded by their opponents in the I've building. been to a lot of sporting events. I've never seen that many, like fans of the away team, at the game in a building. Yeah. ever, ever. Whenever the Jets play, like if the Jets play the Chargers or the Cowboys or any team that has any sort of fan base, they they. Dude, Show up because there's Even, so many available tickets. I've been to a Phillies Mets game. Yeah. And you would think, like, okay, they're close. If you're a fan of the Mets, you're going to go to the Phillies to what? Obviously, there are Mets fans there, but it's not like a lot of them. It's just like it's mostly Phillies fans. And there's a few Mets fans. Th- that was crazy. Yeah. I mean, every, it felt like when you walked down, out of your seat down into the concourse, to like, go get a drink, it was mostly Dolphins fans. <laughs> there was a lot of them. It was pretty um, cool. The game and the game was It was a game. It was a good, you know what? There are better games that we could have saw, but at the end of the there day There are worse games you could have saw. You could have saw Yeah, it was like a good enough game. It it highlighted how bad the teams were, but also you saw enough good football. We saw 3 missed field goals in that game. Yep. You saw 3 offensive pass interference calls on the Dolphins. That's crazy. And I think only two of them were legitimate. I've never seen a team get flagged three times for offensive P.I., I don't think. No, I've never had. Two the of I, them were the same guy. They're bullshit. I think maybe one was, like, legit. but The first one on Gasicki, I think, was for real. The second one was nonsense. Phantom. The third call was insane. Wait, I don't even know who that was on. It was on Smythe, I guess, 81. Yeah, Smythe. I don't know. Or Shaheen. Shaheen cut the touchdown. Either, either one. Uh two through a deep ball. Great pass. Everyone's like complaining though. Like, it wasn't you didn't perfect hit him in enough. Uh Listen, I'm not an expert in football. I'm But if I'm, your man is wide open, I don't think you need to hit him in stride. I'm getting to the age where I'm realizing that everything just is like we're just on a merry-go round that you can't stop. It's just gonna always repeat itself. The same arguments. Do we not remember Tannehill? Like, literally, his first year. He can't throw the deep ball. It's not perfect enough. Listen, no quarterback is perfect. Get a good team. If you have a good team, you'll be able to tell how good Tua is. And if you, we're still not good enough, then replace Tua. But before you start throwing Tua out, what about everything else? It's all not good. But it's getting a little better. Flores is starting to prove that maybe he just needs to get the first eight games out of the way in his season before he wins consistently, We're, which I don't know if that's a good thing. That's not good, because, like, you can't—how <laughs> are you ever going get to get a Super Bowl if that's, like—well, we might lose all eight of our first games. I've said this before on the podcast, and definitely I've said it to you, but I think Flores would have been an excellent coach back before new football rules, like— if we still had two a day like and pads modes. all the time and you could drill them with whatever you wanted, yeah. like where players literally collapse on the field, yeah, I think Flores has the best team in football. One of my favorite lines ever is from Remember the Titans and Denzel's coaching, and it's like, "Flores I need, is Denzel I need Washington. Water. 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 Yeah. Water makes you weak. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's what it is, though. Like, I am i don't like... I think a lot of the reason why we see so many teams that play football like the Dolphins, which is just like... Because everyone's a pussy. Gross. Yeah, like, I think... <laughs> no one practices. Dude, every person <laughs> who's ever played for Bill Pelichick goes, It is not fun. Like, that's what, that's what like, Denzel says. Like, if this isn't like, fun, we're not here to have fun. We're here to win. We're here to play football Perfectly. <laughs> It's that it is weird that football is that kind of game because, like, as physically demanding as it is, it's also mentally demanding. Yeah, man. And the fact that football, professional football, think about it. Now, college is softer than it used to be, too. But still, college is much harder in terms of like the programs you're in. Yeah, man. Than a professional football program, really. Well, I think it just also has something to do with when you were in college. The players are children. Yeah. You're you're the coach. You're the man. In the NFL, it's different. You have to you have to become the man as a coach. Whereas, like the players are the men, like they do whatever they want, and if they don't like you, they're not going to listen to you. Bill Belichick is in a position right where he has earned their respect, and you can look around the league like Sean Payton's another one. Um, like these older, hard, kind of hard nosed guys. I mean, Sean Payton was literally giving bonuses to his players for <laughs> taking out quarterbacks. It's kind of cool. Like hey. Go out there and kill this guy, but like then you look at like a Matt Lafleur, a Sean McVay. I'm just gonna be buddies with everybody. We're just buddies. We're just oh dude, we're just hanging out. Let's go get a meal after the game, bro. Play let's, football. let's play football. Look <laughs> yeah. at my cool offensive strategies. Just throw the ball here. I don't know. It's just different. Meanwhile, Tom Coughlin is. It's like... the same thing in baseball. Yeah, it is. So Aaron Boone's a pussy, but it'll swing back the other way. Eventually, it has to. Yeah. I bet in, like, the 19... Late 1950s, baseball was really soft. It was, like, after... the Like, it just probably... That's why we don't talk about those eras, like, very much. That's like, so why the Yankees in, like, the <laughs> 60s... No, not 60s. When were they bad? The 80s? Yeah. We probably don't just... We just don't talk about those cycles when... Everything's pussified. Um, because think about it, like... For generations, not generations, but f- in football generations, players, you you were out in the sun all summer, and you practiced for, like, eight hours a day. Six a to eight hours a day. Because it's a job. And you did that five days a week in pads. And, like, with full contact. And drills. And film and all the other stuff that went along with it. And now it's, like, four days a week half hour practices and it's like, in shorts and it's like hey don't touch anyone if you have anything nagging let us know we're gonna we're gonna limit you today we're gonna put you on a limited list so now most but it's the-, the same it's, I'm telling you it's the same thing it's everywhere look at baseball look at the difference in pitchers pitchers get more injured now why not because injuries are, are up it's just cause the players are soft the pitchers back in the day their arms hurt too <laughs> yeah they just pitched through it and pitched 300, 300 innings easy. You just got to do it. How many pitchers... Well, look at Tanaka. Back in like 1972. Let's just throw out a year. Random yeah. year. 1972. How many pitchers do you think threw 300 innings? A lot. I don't know. Probably <laughs> look it up. But how many pitchers threw 300 innings this year? None. None! It's probably like 12. Seven, this year or nineteen seventy-two. Back in the the day, which was a Wednesday, as Dan Cook used to say. Um, but if you go around the league, there was a lot of crazy football games that didn't score. Like, how do you expect the product to be good week in and week out when you don't practice? (laughs) I just don't get it. Like, I mean, I get why if you're making millions of dollars and you're, like, a celebrity, you wouldn't want to practice football constantly. And you'd rather just, like, hang out with your friends. And What did Ruggs do? He drove 150 miles an hour. It was, like, current. 140, I think. Like, I'd rather be doing those things. But, you know, if you want to be good... Like, when Flores gets his team in on a weekly basis after eight weeks, they become physically tougher than other teams, they perform better than other teams, and they're a better team. Yeah. I just think if he had, like, a training camp where he had to drill every like the football into people, Well, it's probably hard to do that just in a classroom. Football, football is such an interesting sport. And I think it's why it's so popular. I think it has this just, like, intrinsic value to it. Where people understand that it's so physically grueling, but it's not just—it's not wrestling. It's not yeah. just all physical. Yeah, you're not just punching each other in the face. It there's so much strategy that goes into like these players. Like, somebody, and there's so much you have to know. You have to be so. I've always I've always said like, I probably would have never been able to play football just from like remembering a playbook. Yeah, I have you remember all the plays? And they're like. I sent you that video of Cam Newton. Zigwide, cross left, 390, blue, on three, on three. I sent you that video, right, Cam <laughs> yeah. Newton? He's like, okay, you get to the line, and he starts going through this whole list. And he's talking for like four minutes. And then you realize, like, I do that every play, and I have anywhere between 12 and 20 seconds to do that. You have to relay this information to, like, your wide receivers, your tight ends. you got to move people because you got to spot what's going on. Like, it's it's hard, man. And if you don't practice it, you're not going to be good. It's like anything. Why is Tiger Woods the best golfer of all time? Because he practiced more than anybody, and he's got an incredible, god-gifted talent. Yeah, but he honed. Important too. But he honed that talent through hours and hours and hours of hitting balls more than the next guy. I think, like, oh my god, I'm I'm like a valley girl. I think when the pay scale raises for players in all professional sports, and finally starts to become in proportion in a more fair way with what owners bring in that's when the rededication to like practice and actual grueling work will kind of come back Well, and then it'll slip as that gap I think it's kind of similar to what's going on in baseball it's this weird and basketball dude, it's happening in basketball we're at this weird point where it's like we want our players to be able to perform at the best of their abilities. Yeah. And we think that's when we sit them when they're hurt. We, we give them a ton of rest. We don't push them too hard because then they'll be at their peak. Yeah. But that has its downfall, that, what, what we've been talking about the last few minutes. At some point, there's going to be a guy who comes along and says, Listen, I don't need that. Fuck that. You're going to get or no a rest. Group of, or a m- number of them. Yeah. Um, by like the way, like I said, like I said, look at Tanaka. Like the guy's still pitching with a torn UCL. Do you want to guess in nineteen seventy two who the league leader? Well, not who he was. You'll never know. But how many pitches did the league leader in innings pitches, th- innings pitched throw? Uh. How many pitches are you asking me? How many innings? In 1972. 352. 352 would get you second place that year. 370? 370 would have gotten you second place oh that year. Oh my god. And 350 would have fallen to third. It's a pretty big gap between. Se- second was 346. Uh. You're very close. It was 376.2. That's a lot. Who That's threw that? A lot that? of innings. Hmm? Who threw that? Uh, that would be Wilbur Wood. Wow. Career array of 3.24. 50-1. Why is this sick. guy not in the Hall of Fame? It's, pretty good. it's a pretty good line. Dude just pitched innings, man. After he pitched 376 and 72, he followed it up in 73 with 359. And then again, 320. And then, oh, and then in 71, the year before that was 334. Holy mother of God, that's a lot of innings. All right, that's enough sports. All right.